Now, I want to pivot a little bit and talk about the other story that has tongues wagging in Washington, D.C. today. And that, of course, is Robert Mueller's recommendation that Michael Flynn, the former national security advisor to President Trump, get little to no jail time because he cooperated so extensively with a number of federal investigations, including Mueller's own probe into Russian interference. And to help us break down what that sentencing memo said is Jack Sharman. He's a white-collar lawyer. He's the former special counsel to the House Banking Committee for its Whitewater investigation, a man who knows a little bit about high-profile investigations. Jack, welcome to The Big Picture. Thank you very much. So, Jack, start with uh, what we saw in that sentencing memo. A lot of it was redacted, but what was Robert Mueller trying to do when he made that recommendation? What signals was he sending, and where do we think this investigation is going? Well, it was a, a, a statement that he has a, uh, a witness, a defendant, who has cooperated with the investigation, not only his investigation, but uh, others that may be directly related or or not, and that uh, that cooperation in the special counsel's view has been um, substantial, which is uh, important because that's a term of art, so to speak, um, with regard to the sentencing guidelines, the the non-binding set of rules that federal judges uh, follow in fashioning a sentence for a a, uh, a federal criminal. Uh, defendant, and when uh, a person in General Flynn's position provides uh, substantial assistance to uh, the government, uh, the government can do uh, in its discretion what it's done here, which is to file a a, uh, a sentencing memorandum uh, laying out uh, in whole or in part that uh, that person's cooperation uh, as a basis for a. Uh, a recommendation from the government uh, for a particular sentence, a recommendation that is uh, uh, usually less than, uh, as was the case here, uh, what the defendant uh, might otherwise have received. And we heard a little bit about valuable information. How does that play into it, and, and what kinds of information is considered valuable by a federal prosecutor? Uh, well, the, the in general, uh, the, the most valuable information is is, is what um, anybody would consider uh, the most valuable. That is, uh, a witness who uh, is uh, an immediate witness, a first-hand witness, somebody who has uh, been in the room, somebody who has created or read the documents, or knows um, knows where they uh, are, someone who has participated in uh, or directly overheard uh, conversations. Um, so, uh, you know, that's the kind of, of, of witness that is going to be most valuable and uh, uh, based on at least the sentencing materials that were submitted, it seems that um, this particular defendant, perhaps unlike some others, um, uh, is directly related to the core uh, mission uh, of the special counsel's uh, uh, office, uh, as set out by uh, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, um, and so I think those two those two factors—that is, a 
apparently General Flynn uh, is a, sort of an immediate witness, and he is an immediate witness to at least some things that are directly related to the special counsel's uh, charge, uh, make him a, um, a, uh, a witness that is perhaps in a, a different category of value than, than some others. And what did we learn from the fact that Michael Flynn has sat down 19 different times with federal prosecutors, and it's not just the Mueller probe that he's cooperated with. What else do we know about the other investigations uh, that he has helped with? Well, we we don't know very much because these are all grand jury proceedings, which, of course, are governed by uh, rather strict grand jury secrecy rules, and the special counsel's office itself, um, I think, commendably, has been very close-mouthed uh, about what uh, it is doing. So uh, much of what uh, uh, everyone's talking about is, to some degree, speculation. As far as uh, the scope of the cooperation, um, any federal criminal uh, cooperator uh, has and undertakes a very expansive duty. Cooperation means almost whatever the government wants it to mean. So that means you cooperate not only in my investigation, that is the investigation in which you are pleading guilty, but in related investigations, uh, federal, state. Um, it, cooperation can mean being debriefed by agents and prosecutors and other in other districts. Uh, it can, in more sensational circumstances, involve agreeing to, you know, wear a, a wire, a recording uh, device. So uh, it's, it's not too much of a shock, I think, that uh, in something this high profile and also a matter where uh, sort of trying to parse the sentencing submission, there are at least three separate um, investigations, a special counsel investigation and two others that are largely redacted, largely blacked mm -hmm. out, that, 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 that General Flynn would be subjected to quite a few interview requests. Right. And we're talking with Jack Sharman. He's an attorney at Lightfoot, Franklin, and White. He's also the former special counsel to the House Banking Committee for its Whitewater investigation. He also blogs at White Collar Wire. You can check it out uh, on Twitter at White Collar Wire. Jack, what does this mean for the president of the United States? It seems like there could be some warning signs here. When you read this sentencing memo, what kind of implications does it have for President Trump? Well, again, there's there's a certain tea leaf reading aspect of this, but at a minimum, I think there are a couple of things that jump out. One, in any white-collar investigation, which this ultimately um, is, just on a very large scale, um, when uh, uh, the government has intimate access to a close, knowledgeable, uh, articulate uh, associate of a potential subject um, that is always going to be uh, disconcerting to the subject. And, and I'm sure the president's lawyers are, 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 are deeply aware of that um, fact. Um, secondly, it confirms that uh, there are um, uh, related or unrelated 
uh, investigations that are ongoing, and they could continue or take a different course without regard to uh, the timing or the ultimate substantive resolution of the special counsel's um, investigation. Uh, so I, it, those items uh, would would tell us that 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 this um, uh, this plea and that this defendant is in some respects uh, likely in a very different category than most of the uh, most of the others. What of course we we, we don't know uh, and may never fully know. Again, given the grand jury secrecy rules, is the uh, scope and extent of his of, of the content of his cooperation. The right. fact that he is uh, that the fact that he is set to be sentenced um, in the very near future uh, could mean that the special counsel's office um, does not intend to use him as a witness at trial. Now that could mean that the special counsel's office doesn't anticipate there actually being any trials, or it could mean that the special counsel believes that it's simply not necessary. Because in a normal course, if the government intends that a cooperating, pleading uh, defendant be a government witness at trial, uh, usually uh, they uh, postpone sentencing or ask the court to postpone sentencing. Right, right. so as, to, so as to hold that over that defendant's head and make them behave. Jack Sharman, what would you counsel the president to do based on this sentencing memo? If you were his lawyer, what kind of advice would you be giving him now? Uh, it, 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 of course, may be advice that would not be followed. But I would <laughs> yeah, advise, certainly. I, I, would, I, would, I would advise him to uh, uh, stop speaking on this matter in public, except only in the in the most general uh, most general terms, um, I would advise him that there is uh, nothing that can be discerned from the face of it that is an immediate threat. But that if he knows of anything that uh, General Flynn knows that could reasonably be uh, a threat, that he needs to tell me that now. Um, I certainly have no inside knowledge, but it seems like uh, it is uh, challenging to represent you know that particular client, uh, both in terms of uh, his communication with his lawyers uh, internally and uh, his statements on the criminal investigation of which he's a subject uh, publicly. And Jack Sharman, when you look at where we are in these different investigations in their totality, where do we go from here? We have just about a minute left. Help us understand where we're going based on what we know so far. Well, again, because this is all uh, 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 subject to grand jury secrecy, uh, it's it's hard to say where we are uh, where we are going. Uh, I do think that the extent of the redactions, the Black House, does not really give us a guide one way or another about how much is left. That's a common practice. It's a prudent practice. Um, While there are other ongoing investigations, that we know, and they may continue even after the special counsel's investigation is done. But other than that, I'd be hesitant to uh, 
to uh, to be much of a prophet. <laughs> Fair enough. Jack Sharman, he's an attorney at the law firm of Lightfoot, Franklin, and White. He is the former special counsel to the House Banking Committee in its Whitewater investigation. You can follow Jack on Twitter at White Collar Wire. Jack, thanks so much for coming on The Big Picture. Thank you very much for having me.